Hi, and welcome to the Quick and Dirty Romance podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Sky McDonald, author of the Anti-Bell series and the Not-So-Nice Girl. And I'm Sarah Smith, author of Faker. If you never come back, simmer down, on location, the close-up, in love with Lewis Prescott, the boy with the bookstore, and dessert flirt repeat. And together we are Sarah Skye, author of the best-selling Sips and Strokes, Vibes and Feels, and Whiskers and Sunshine. Each episode will dive deep into what it's like to be a contemporary romance author. We'll talk writing inspiration, give you the inside scoop about the publishing world, chat about how we write those infamous sex scenes, and more. And then we'll pull out and wrap it up in 30 minutes or less, but we promise to leave you satisfied. So if you haven't already read our books, be sure to check them out after you listen to this podcast. And please do DM us or leave a comment with any questions or requests for future episodes. So today we're chatting about a very important topic in the reader and author world. ARC readers, specifically the relationship between ARC readers and authors. Right. So this is another topic that could get people a little hot. We did just do a hot take on three stars. So we're deciding to go with the summer theme and just stay hot. But we're excited to dive into this specifically. Let's just go ahead and clear up. ARC, A-R-C, stands for Advanced Reader Copy. So we're going to start by talking about what ARC readers are and why they're important to both readers and authors. Sarah, what, what where do you want to go with that? Yeah, so I think, I mean, I'm assuming a lot of the people who listen to us, um, they're book, book fans, they kind of know the gist, but just in case um, they're not, uh, yeah, advanced reader copies, so they're released prior to the pub day of a book. So prior to release day, a certain group of readers gets um, an advanced reader copy of a book, and the whole point of doing that is to... Um, be able to leave advanced reviews and build up some buzz and interest for the book. So that when pub day and release day comes, the book already has like a presence online. Um, it's actually a pretty, I mean, I don't know. I haven't been doing the publishing thing since the beginning of time. I've only been doing this for a handful of years, but like ever since I've been doing it, it's a thing. Um, you know, people, most authors go out of their way to make sure that they are putting out arcs of their book before pub day because they want readers they want their readers to have a little bit of a taste before it comes out and they want their book to have um you know like as big of a presence as it can by the time it comes out definitely definitely and you know this isn't anything new and it's certainly not specific to the romance genre uh advanced review copy is is very very normal and has been for a long time um uh, also i mean it's kind of like getting a preview right or going to a preview screening the people who get ARC copies are like vary, and we can talk about that. But generally, we're all, we're talking about book reviewers, um, book influencers, but but also just like the loyal followers, right? If you are if you are in communication with an author, or you've given them a lot of discussion and feedback in the past, it may be that they reach out to you and just see if you want to do a review for them, even if you don't have like the biggest social media or something like that, because it does matter to have all sorts of people taking a look and talking about the book to get uh, to get people excited about it for sure. So EPUBs versus paperback arcs. What's better, what's preferred, this is probably going to vary greatly whether based on whether you are an author or a reader, but I don't know, maybe. Um, to me, I would much prefer to send out an EPUB arc 
Uh, it is both far more economical for me, and I'm not trying to be cheap, but you know, we're not making we're not making tons and tons of money. Our books are always royalties, and we get a cut of them. So sending out arcs, I'm very happy to do it. Uh, but also sending an EPUB gets somebody able to read it right now. Uh, and I think that is very valuable as well. It also allows me to connect with readers who are not only in the United States. What do you think, Sarah? Yeah, totally agree. Um, I So I started publishing in 2019, and that I feel like... Um, at that time, paperback arcs were still like huge. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think a lot of readers do really like um, paperback arcs, like a physical arc to be able to read, to take pictures of, to post on their social media, like all that good stuff. It's really fun. Totally see the point of that. But you're right. It is so much cheaper to send somebody an EPUB arc and it's more convenient. And I noticed um, like it, when 2020 hit, as we all probably remember the pandemic, Mm -hmm. um shipping got to be kind of a problem for yeah. a lot of industries and the book industry was definitely one of those industries um it also i've noticed it depends on if you are like indie pub or trad pub if you do things through a publishing house um they obviously take care of all of that stuff where they should they should take care of like your um arc campaign and sending out epub arcs and paperback arcs if you're an indie author like Sky and I currently are. Um, you as the author, you take on that expense on your yeah. own, and that that can get very expensive. If you're if you're sending out like fifty paperback arcs, that's like hundreds of dollars mm -hmm. in um, merchandise and shipping, and that's not cheap. Um, so yeah, and I think I've noticed now that when I work with readers, um, sending them arcs they're t they totally understand the cost issue and they are much more understanding about receiving an epub arc than they not saying that they weren't understanding but like when the transition was happening in the pandemic when we were trying to explain like okay listen we can't give you a hundred paperback arcs because of shipping is insane and the cost is just really prohibitive um but we can't do an epub arc like some people were some readers i encountered like told me like oh i only do paperback arcs which yes. i get it if they only do something they only do something but then i was like well i'm not giving you an arc because i can't physically okay. get this to you and it doesn't fit in my budget so sorry but thanks i can't do that um so yeah that's i think just the explanation about that just so people understand like it's not because authors are sitting around saying like you know what i don't feel like giving out paperback arcs it's right. usually there's a good there's a budget reason and like a shipping reason for it it's not because they want to like make the arc experience bad for any readers it's just because what what's the bottom line and how can i fit that right now and that's typically epub arcs yeah yeah it is it is going to get you a lot more um arcs if you are open to epub i would say that is definitely true and you know, I, I also, we, we, we debuted about three weeks apart. Um, I remember because we celebrated in Nashville together, but, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so 2019, the fall of 2019, I sent out, I don't know how many copies of not suitable for work, right? Like I, it was, it felt like every day, basically for quite a while, I was going to the ma uh, mailbox or the post office with like envelopes full. And <laughs> as you know, as the, now my seventh book is out, um, I think, I mean, counting ours, of course, uh, I think it's now pretty common to do like a handful, maybe four or five. 
right? So advanced review copy, just not like e EPUB. And I've, I've had more and more people saying like, why don't you just send me the e-file? So I definitely think, I definitely think that it's fine if you want a paperback, um, but it's it's a lot easier and a lot quicker to get it to you. Indeed, like we even use a platform, um, and I'm sure we're going to talk about NetGalley here in a minute. But uh, we use um, what is called Booksprout, right? So Sarah Sky's books have all get garnered quite a lot of reviews digitally uh, through Booksprout, which is is actually been very handy, and we've appreciated the readers who have worked with us on that. Um, but in that, talking about where we reach people, the expectation for readers and authors, right? Where, where it's it's obviously a relationship. We've talked about beta readers and critique partners before in the drafting phase, but this is this is more or less where the book is done, and you're supposed to be talking about that. Um, so the expectations of readers and authors, it's pretty important that we both meet our, like we both step up to the plate. So. We need to be clear about what it is that we're looking for as an author, um, the kind of review or where we ex we hope that the review will appear. Let me tell you right now, Amazon is always the number one place. Like I can't think of another, I can't, I, I don't mind if it is nowhere but Amazon. So if you are leaving a book review anywhere, please leave it on Amazon. I cannot stress that enough, certainly for romance novelists. Um, and certainly, certainly for indie authors, uh, Amazon is the place where we need those reviews the most. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I do, Sarah, when I'm, I, I've done a review, even if I'm just reading for fun, I will write up my review like on a uh, like a Word doc and I'll just copy and paste it like five different places. But mm -hmm. so the reader gets to read a book pre prior to everybody else having their hands on it. And for that, we're asking um, an honest and thoughtful review posted on review day. Is that's, I think that's pretty much the dynamic, right? I'm not missing anything there. Yeah, no, that's that. I mean, every author is different, obviously. Um, you know, we are just speaking for ourselves as individual authors and as co-authors, Sarah Sky. But yeah, like I mean, that's pretty much the gist. The whole point of an arc is. Um, that you'll have a review ahead of time for your book as an author. Um, and then for the reader, it's the opportunity to read a book that you are interested in and that you're excited to read before pub day, which is right. hopefully an exciting and fun experience. Um, but it is, is a deadline, right? It's yes, not a gift, yeah. right? Like, it, right, I mean, right. it's, it, we, we give them with appreciation, but it's not like, hey, here's a copy of my book, just, you know, put it on your shelf whenever. Like there, there is an expectation and a request for a deadline on the review that you have read it and will give an honest review within a time frame, right? It's unless right. it, unless it actually is a present, but that that's not what an art reader is, right? Yeah. yeah. So with all that, there is controversy. Let's get into the hot tea, Sarah. Yeah, it's okay. So, and I, I totally get this. And this is, I think, what I've been seeing, um, like whenever I see something blow up on social media, it's usually <laughs> some like weird controversial thing. Um, and this is what I've noticed when it comes to ARC copies and ARC reviews um, blowing up on social media. And it's that sometimes readers have stated that they feel like they can't be truly honest in their review if they didn't like the book and they don't want to leave, not that they want to like bash it or something, 
but they they're just not going to leave like a four or five star review because they were essentially gifted the book or given the book for free by the author for the review. Um, you can call that a gift if you, I don't, I don't know how to, I don't know what the technical term is for that, but like, that's the way I think it's seen in a way. Um, and sometimes because of that, the reader won't want to even leave a review and they won't leave a review. And then the author feels like they've been kind of taken advantage of in the way because they gave a review to, or they gave a book to a reader and the reader didn't carry out their end of the bargain because um, they didn't put out the review. Like they said that they would. Um, and then that is kind of, and I, and I, I feel like I understand that, but I also feel like, um, so you're giving out ARC reviews and you want on, you don't want honest reviews and you understand like your book is not going to be everyone's cup of tea, right? Like you, it's just, it's just not, no book in the world is going to be everyone's cup of tea. Some people are just, aren't going to let, and it's not that they even hate your book. They're just maybe not going to be crazy about it. And that's totally fine. And I think you and I understand that as authors, like, we've written a ton of books between the two of us and does everybody love our books? Nope. Not even right. close. Um, and I, and I completely understand. It's just, and you, you as the, you as the author, you want people to you want everybody to love your book. That's the dream you want sure. a million five star reviews. That's just not going to happen. So what I feel like I've seen authors do, um, and maybe they've done this always, and it's just something I've noticed now because I've been, I feel like I've been paying attention more, but a lot of times I see authors um, and they say like, okay, totally understand if you don't love the book, totally get it. Um, I would still like you to leave a review, but um, can you wait until like maybe a week after pub day so that like my book's landing page isn't flooded with like three star reviews or two star or whatever and that seems to be like a good way to compromise on that I mean obviously there are gonna be people who buy your book the day that it comes out who were probably not going to give it five star reviews and they're gonna leave you know a three star or lower whatever review you know <laughs> on, right. on your book's page yeah and we go back hold on I want to I want to go back to the three star review for just a second because <laughs> yeah. When we posted that episode, and we can drop a link to that episode here uh, in our show notes, but we had some really interesting co co uh, comments come out on on the on the show, and somebody said something that I really hit with, which was they were like, "I leave three stars if I liked the book, but I won't read it again." And so three stars is not always bad. It is not. I mean, we're always looking for five stars because we are now living in a society where everything is supposed to be perfect all the time. And honestly, you know, yeah, five stars does help your algorithm. Yes, everything. But reviews help your al algorithm. And I do understand not always wanting to give five stars. Um, but I do think that there is something to, you know, if you've been given a book for review, Leaving it a one star is 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 doing a little bit dirty. Like, I understand you didn't like the book. And I've certainly been given books where I was like, I can't in good conscience endorse this book. Generally because there is either something so problematic in the plot that I'm uncomfortable with it or in the in the writing. Like, the quality of writing is so poor that... And I, you know, I'm sorry, like that is sometimes what happens and hopefully and gladly it is not always. And I would never call anybody out. Um, but I have on rare occasion been given like early copies of books that it's like, I can't in good conscience endorse this book. Um, that I didn't love the book or that it wasn't my cup of tea would not keep me, would not, if I was an ARC reader, because it was not my cup of tea, I would not give it a low review. I would give it at least three because 
if the book is well done and you just didn't care for it, like you can say that in your review, right? And I think that that's a big line between the three and then lower. But I also completely think like just not just ghosting your author, right? Also not cool. If you need to reach out to them and say, you know, I found this book really problematic or something, like let them know because they did they did invest their time in having you and they're expecting something of you. And if you need to tell them that, like it's unpleasant, but I mean, you got to tell them, I think. Right. Am I wrong? Yeah. I no, I agree. I think um, obviously like some authors, when they do the whole um, mail out for their arcs, they stipulate to the arc readers like, OK, you know, this is what I need the review by. And um, please contact me if you have any questions or issues about anything. I think that I mean, I would take that to mean like that includes if you have an issue with the book, like talk yeah. to me about it. And I mean, every author that I've worked with, like they're very reasonable people. Like if you, for some, if the reader can't meet the deadline for whatever reason, because life stuff comes up, like Sky and I were just talking about this earlier, like things happen. We're reasonable people. We can accommodate things. Like I've had, um, like I just had my most recent release dessert flirt repeat. And I had a whole group of arc readers, um, that I gave the book out to to hopefully um, get some reviews before pub day, which worked great. It was wonderful. And a few of them reached out to me um, saying that you, I'm, I am still reading your book. I just can't get the review by pub day because this extenuating life circumstance happened. Told, and they told me, I totally get it. Um, and I was fine with them. Like, yeah, that's fine. Just like leave it whenever you can or whatever. They told me what day that they could get it by. It was totally fine. That, I mean, I think that happens. That's reasonable. I, I wouldn't be like, nope, sorry. You need to do this because yeah. I gave the free book. You need to ruin your life and like get this. Yeah. Like, no, I don't think any reasonable person would ever expect that. But you what know? you're saying is a professional relationship because yeah. they didn't just say, I can't meet deadline. They said, I can't meet deadline. And this is what you can expect from me. Mm-hmm. And that is a big difference than I can't do it. Right. Like, like there is a huge difference between I can't do this. This thing has happened. Like we all have many things all the time. Um, versus like, I have not been able to meet this deadline. However, I will still do this for you by this. That is, that is a good faith relationship. That is mm-hmm. completely understandable and reasonable. And I think that that is a big difference between just not hearing from somebody. But, you know, in terms of like, I was thinking about, as you were saying that, like people withdrawing from campaigns because they didn't like the book. And, you know, I'll go ahead and say it. I'll say it here. Um, Whiskers and Sunshine, uh, our our third book in our trilogy, we had at least one or two people on our Book Sprout art campaign pull out because they said just couldn't get into this book. Right now, I love Whiskers and Sunshine. I think it's adorable. Um, and I know many people did, but these people pulled out of the campaign as opposed to not. And they had an easy, I think an easier, easier thing than actually having to email an author directly and say, I don't like your book because it was through the third party platform. They could write that without actually having to say it um, to our faces, but also like, fine. Thank you. You know, I'd rather that than you just being like, this book was garbage. Like it's not going to be for everyone. I get you. Um, So, yeah, like having that professional expectation, because even though a lot of I mean, you know, and it can be kind of weird because a lot of what we talk about, especially the romance community, is like. 
fun fluff, right? Sexy good mm-hmm. times and books are fun. And we talk about having totally breezy beach reads and, but it's a business, you know? And I think that that can be a little bit conflated and books should absolutely be loved. Like we love how much our readers love the books and it means so much to create stories that touch people. And yet at the same time, like the business of getting your book out there and the and the, the work that it takes to have your book make noise in a huge sea of novels is a lot. So like that professional relationship between advanced readers and the author, because the author is expect, should be doing that too, right? And things can get really out of hand and messy. Um, and unfortunately, that often plays out in a public forum, right? Yeah, sometimes, um, I mean, I think we can all think of an instance when we saw something on social media and we didn't, we're like, well, what's going on? There's a lot of <laughs> drama happening. And then it ends up that um, it's typically, at least what I've seen, an author um they had a bad arc review or or something happened where like it had to do with an arc review it wasn't what they thought it was going to be and then they kind of subtweet about it on social media they they don't necessarily name the the no. reviewer by name but like obviously you know what they're talking about or the, sometimes they'll screenshot the um the bad review and they'll leave out the identifying information but like still you're screenshotting someone's mm-hmm. review and like that obviously Sky and I do not condone doing that. Like, that's a really, don't, if you can't handle reading your reviews, don't go to Goodreads, don't go to Amazon, don't, like, I don't enjoy doing that overall, and so I don't do that. Um, But the way to deal with it is not to, like, go and post it on social media. Like, yeah, bad reviews suck. Everyone can agree with that, but the way to handle that is not to go on social media and post about it and be weirdly passive aggressive about whatever it is that you're trying to say like if you want to vent about it with like your friends or your author pals like absolutely go do that go do that privately all day long but like just don't don't let this play out in a in an open public space like social media where everybody can see what it is that you're going through and then like and then it typically just kind of spirals there's always a point where it's like well this is just getting out of hand and everybody is part of this everybody's kind of piling on it's just really unpleasant um at least that's what I've seen I guess I've never maybe it's happened where something really wonderful came out of this social media blast but I can't think of it off the top of my head I don't know well you know and so I've seen that it makes me uncomfortable because it's calling somebody out even if you're not naming it, like there's a lot of reasons why I find this uncomfortable. Uh, This sort of like display of frustration. To me, it's a little bit of insecurity because you're, you're very defensive of your book and I get it. I'm very defensive of my book too. Sometimes I read a review and I'm like, no, but wait, you didn't see the part where like you missed (laughs) and that's okay. But also I would say like a lot of my discomfort comes from just being an Aquarian because I don't like (laughs) over emotive things. But I definitely don't think I'm going to quote the Godfather. It's not personal, Sonny. It's just business. Okay. Somebody didn't like your book. It doesn't mean that they didn't like you. It's okay that they didn't like your book. Like I know, you know, I know I taught middle school for a long time. So you lose a lot of ego, a lot of ego when you're working with 13 year olds all the time. But 
it doesn't help and it doesn't like i will say like you know even bad press is good press like we've talked before about poor reviews a lot of times somebody will leave a bad review and like what's in the bad review i'm like oh i want to i want to read that like they'll be like this book was too steamy and i'm like okay but <laughs> to have an author call that out or like to criticize the feedback does turn me off because it's like just let them think what they like your book is now out there people are going to mm -hmm. love it and they're going to hate it and that's just like that's how it's going to be and it's not for us to respond every time. It's lovely when people give us great, like when somebody DMs me, it's like, oh my gosh, I stayed up all night reading Not Suitable for Work. Nemesis, what's going on with, you know, like whatever. It's like, ah! but, <laughs> you know, at the same time, um, I don't need, I don't need people sliding in telling me how much they hate the book. That's not necessary, but you are allowed if that's how you feel. Um, you know, and I will say to add on to that on the other side, I have seen a couple recently um, reader posts sort of calling out authors saying like, how dare you like be mad at me because I didn't review your book when you asked me to. And so I've seen a bit of contention on both sides with that. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I'm not looking into it enough to know what's going on. And I'm, I don't even know who it is. Like I couldn't, I not even thinking of, but I've just seen those things and like, it's totally fine also to say no. Like if you are backlogged and you are overwhelmed and you really, really want to read somebody's book, please just tell them like, I cannot get this on deadline. If you would like me to read it, it's going to be then. But like, please don't get mad if the author has set an expectation that you agreed to. Like that's not, that doesn't feel fair either. And I think that that all goes into, again, the professional relationship with the way you set up as an author your expectations, right? So Sarah, like you have a very specific method, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, so I am self-publishing now. I'm doing like a bunch of indie pub books, which I'm really, really excited about. So I have a system in place for ARC readers and it's a pretty, I mean, like most authors do a variation of this, um, unless they have like a PR team that handles it for them, but I don't have the budget for that. So it's just me. Um, but I, so I just go out on social media. I post that I'm looking for ARC readers and then whoever responds, I send them a Google Doc link asking for their social media info and if they're willing to um, post a review on like whatever review sites I'm trying to prioritize, which um, currently are uh, Amazon and Goodreads. And then um, I stipulate what my expectations are, like when I need it, when pub day is, like what is okay and what's not okay. And then I send out um, an EPUB arc along with the deadline. And then I you know, hopefully enough time has passed where they could read the book. And then I follow up periodically in the run up to pub day. And then I follow up on the deadline day and I follow up afterwards just to make sure that I've covered my bases and that I've done everything I can think of that I could do to make sure that I made this a pleasant arc reading experience for them. And, but it's also like, um, a way for me to kind of like see what readers have, you know, like just finding readers who like the books that you write, who prioritize, you know, reading arc copies of books. That's really important, I think, for authors to be able to build kind of a core of arc readers who they can like go to and be like, hey, I'm having a new release. Do you, would you like to read an arc of that? You know, you liked my last one. Would you like the next book in the series? And that's um, a really wonderful 
relationship, I think, to forge. And as an arc reader, I think that that's a really um, cool opportunity too. And also it's, it's a partnership, like you said, like we're doing things for each other. It's not like nobody is, um, or at least I like to think like nobody in this relationship is trying to take advantage of the other. Like we both want something out of this. Like we're both trying to help each other. We're both trying to work together, readers and authors. And it's not going to work out every time. And that's totally fine. But I think we yep. can all be respectful about it. And then we can both move on and, and find authors that we like and readers that we like that we can we can read for. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's really important. As you're saying that, I'm thinking about the more intimate, like, recruiting of ARC readers versus using a massive website like NetGalley. Um, and I know many people like love their NetGalley profiles and that's awesome. It gives you tons of reading. Um, I think it is, you know, and especially having a team, an art team that is volunteering because they know who you are is a great way to help sort of cur cut off that fear that they're going to be like, I hated this book, right? Because if they already know you, they probably know that they're not going to, I mean, it would take a huge huge like veering off for them to hate the book but they would also probably feel comfortable to tell you because they've been working with you like this one didn't hit for me i need you to know and i, I really i love i love like i have people who have been so beautifully working with me on both like arc as well as release day blitz from literally from my first book right like and they mean the world like anti-bell readers just means so much to me and what they think does mean a lot um, it, it means a tremendous amount and I really appreciate the time that they put in and I hope that they feel that, you know, we've had some wonderful, wonderful people help us in, in our advanced copies with our Sarah sky books. And so, yeah, I think the relationship is a very, very positive thing. I think the more that both sides work to build it, um, the more rewarding it can be and fun because that, that does make it fun, right? Just remembering that they're like, these are the expectations. One of the things I do is, you know, I always love for people to make their own like graphics and take photos of, you know, whatever. But also like on release day, I'll send out like a file of, of graphics just to make it easy for them. Right. If they're mm -hmm. going to help me by not only reading the book in advance, but also talking about it, I'm, I'm more than ha happy to give them. And, you know, we've done that too. Certainly that's, that's a pretty standard move as well. I just think, I just think it's really a great way to kind of build more dynamic and also you know I hope ideally those people who are doing that for you are telling their friends go read this book I got an advanced copy you should go get it um but yeah you know and I know that both of us are going to be needing arc readers coming up soon I think yeah so if you're listening to this and you are interested in this whole arc readership business and you're like oh I could do that then you should definitely get in touch with us but for now it's been good for me, Sarah. Was it good for you? Hell yeah, it was good for me. Awesome. Thank you all so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please, please, please leave us reviews on iTunes or wherever you listen to our podcast. If you haven't already read our books, they are Sips and Strokes, Vibes and Feels, and Whiskers and Sunshine by Sarah Skye. Not Suitable for Work, Off the Record, and Nemesis, and The Not-So-Nice Girl by Skye McDonald. Faker, Simmer Down, If You Never Come Back, On Location, The Close-Up, In Love with Lewis Prescott, The Boy with the Bookstore, and the newest release, the Dessert Flirt Repeat, by the prolific Sarah Smith. You can find us on Instagram at author Sarah Sky. I am on Instagram at writer Sky McD. 
And you can find me on Instagram and TikTok. I'm at author Sarah S. We'd love to hear from you. So reach out and DM us with any questions or requests for future episodes. Or the potential to be an ARC reader, because that's what we're on about today. Thank you all so much for listening. We will see you again soon. Bye.